And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. Stevie D, uh, Tuesday has come and gone. Um, our, our teams have now taken shape, right? The clay has been molded. It's put into the kiln, and now, now it's time to take it out and see what we've put together as far as uh, a beautiful masterpiece that we have in Orchard Park, New York, and a blob of clay that you know, burnt clay. I'm not talking about there in New Jersey, a blob of clay that we have in Tampa, Florida. Did Ooh. you see the pictures of PED 12, the before and after, right? People had people had pictures of PED oh, no. 12 in July and then PED 12 at the press conference in August. Two different right. people. Two different people don't don't know who they see and, and look at you. you I thought you were going somewhere. I thought you were going somewhere. I'm not gonna lie. I was no. ready for it. I was ready for it. No. And then you threw me a curveball. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. Like, I think yours would have melted inside that <laughs> No, but yeah, so yeah, we, we have the final look at our teams. Did we have major, major uh, cuts that had gone down from each. And, and I'm going to say no. Um, I think the Bills probably had the bigger names, right? The cut of O.J. Howard, uh, especially after they signed him to that big deal in the offseason, at least a big deal for him in the offseason, only to be released before even week one, right? So to me, that that was a big one. Um, you, you had some other guys – I, I think the only other name from Buffalo's perspective, right, only in Buffalo would be Isaiah Hodgkins. Yeah, he had a great, great preseason, had a great training camp. Um, and, you know, there's hopes. I believe I read, and can't confirm this, but I believe that they were able to sign him to the practice squad, which we know that other teams can just pick and choose off of your practice squad. Yeah. But um, I think those were the two big names, you know. Um, from the Jets' perspective, you know, I hit you up on, on Preen, but, you know, did, did you have any big names over there? Uh, I, I wouldn't say big names, but, you know, you touched on, like, in, in the land of Buffalo, right? In the land of Jets, um, I think the shocker was Denzel Mims didn't get traded because um, yeah. there was so much speculation of him going um, that he didn't get traded. Um, not that he couldn't still be traded. You know, there's still, you know, a week and a half until the regular season. Uh, for for some teams, your your team, you're, you're about a little over a week out, right? So um, tomorrow, <laughs> so our so, next podcast will be the yeah. pregame show. Just yes. like you know, it's the pregame right. show. So, uh, but from a Jeff fan's perspective, I think they were surprised that Pinnock um, got cut. Um, he's a, a kind of a safety. He hits hard. He plays fast. He's young. Um, energetic, and I, so I think Jeff fans probably a little bit surprised there. Um, but other than that, there was no really surprises. And most people that we had cut, they re they signed to the practice squad. So when I looked at the practice squad, uh, and I and I looked at it, uh, all the people I wanted back on the practice squad, we we kind of brought back on the practice squad. So I was really happy, and they actually brought back Strevler. The preseason king of three comebacks. Uh, a great story for that kid. That's the quarterback, right? Yeah, it's the quarterback. Uh, it was a great story, and the Jets brought him back on the practice squad. So good for him. 
Uh, he gets to get a little bit of a paycheck, continue to kind of be a quarterback, uh, a camp arm for, for the second team defense, I guess, in the practice. And, and uh, you know, he gets to continue his dream, at least on a practice squad. So good for him. But uh, yeah, no, no, no major cuts. <clears throat> Nathan Shepard, <clears throat> uh, hopefully he cut down on his, his penalties, but he made the squad. Um, but yeah, no, no surprises. So, you know, as you look around the league, I kept looking, right. And, you know, I, so a couple of names stood out to me, right? Um, Josh Rosen, I don't know why it stood out, only except for he's the fifth quarter or the fourth quarterback of that 2018 class, right? With uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, and then Josh Rosen, right? And Rosen just and, and I think why why it sticks out more than anything is that going into that draft, and we talked about it, right, at length. Going into that draft, if I were to not – if we look in the time machine, I had Rosen higher than almost every quarterback. I really did like Mayfield. Not seeing Allen, complete unknown. You, you listen to all the prognosticators, all, all the reports out there, you know, doesn't have a good arm. Or not that he doesn't have a good arm. He's just not accurate with his arm. Uh, plays a lot of hero ball, needs a lot of work. He'd be a project, right? Saw Lamar Jackson play at Louisville. Didn't see him as, as a passing quarterback, which I still haven't seen him as a passing <laughs> quarterback, right? But I didn't I didn't have him there. When I looked at Sam, we, we both said it at the same time, USC, right? Yep. Um, but also Sam, uh, when I looked at him at USC, just didn't seem like – the, like he his game would translate to the NFL. And he was a young quarterback coming out of USC. I think he's the third youngest starting quarterback ever in the NFL by age. Um, at 21, I forget where the days were, but he was a very young quarterback coming out of college. So he wasn't a fully experienced quarterback, uh, a, a quarterback in college, right? And so, you know, he – and he – when he got to the podium, I was like, wow, you know, I wasn't extremely high. We talked about this. I wasn't extremely high on Sam Donald um, because at USC, although once you draft him, you're all in as a fan, right? You're not going to say, oh, my God, this guy stinks and what are we doing? You 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 embrace what you have in front of you and hope, hope for the best. But I, I think most fans weren't happy with the USC quarterback just because when you look at Matt Lawn and we already went down the Mark Sanchez route, and then, right, and it's like, okay, USC really is not known for quarterbacks, although everybody yeah, forgets Carson Palmer went there, right? That's what that's uh, what you're hoping for. Right, and he was pretty darn good. But the, the recent taste of Matt Larner that was really a bust, and, and then Mark Sanchez that was a, a two-year wonder, even though he had 56 turnovers but won four playoff games, right? Uh, he turned out to be to be, to be be a bust. Uh, the problem with Sanchez, and we talked about it many times, I just think he was very immature, on just immature – individual um and so uh, he didn't pan out so um as far as baker you know i wasn't high on baker i, I thought of him and i thought of johnny manzel for some reason in my head even though they were totally different baker mayfield to me equal johnny manzel it's not fair to baker mayfield but that's what i had in my head it's kind of like I, we, we used to joke i joked around with you years ago ben roethlisberger what is he gonna do what kind of name is roethlisberger he never won a super bowl right so for some reason baker's Physical size reminded me of Johnny Menzel, and there was some things in his game that kind of just kind of remind me of him. And I said, "Ah, he's not gonna make it, Johnny Menzel." No, no, no Baker. Now, so, see, I, I was a Baker fan. I think because he planted the flag. I, I think that's why I shifted to Baker. 
just because I thought he had, from a mental, he had that compete, right? Uh, I still think he has that compete. Uh, I, I think Cleveland was toxic. I think Cleveland is toxic. We said it before on previous podcasts. Right, dating back to Hugh, I think it's a toxic environment. Well, I think Hugh comes out and says the same thing. He says that's why. I mean, they they fired me. They don't know what they're doing out there. All right, I went one in thirty one, and, and they're getting rid of me. I don't understand what what's the problem here. Everything would have been okay. Everything would have been okay for me. Mean, Hugh's not responding to my, my my DMs to join the show, which I don't understand. But I we're giving him a shot to 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 plead his side of the story, and and he doesn't he doesn't want to join, but. You know, when you look at the five quarterbacks, Baker out of the three quarterbacks, because you you have legitimate stars in, in in obviously Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is about to get paid here any day now. But if you take those other three quarterbacks, Baker has the best chance. I'm not going on a real limb. Has the best chance to resurrect his career out of those three quarterbacks. I mean, Rosen is done. I don't think he gets another shot. You know, Sam, it's another injury, right? You. Sometimes I feel for him, right? He got hurt with the Jets, and then he got the mono, and now he busted his leg with the high ankle sprain, and he's out for four more weeks or whatever it is. And it's just like this guy just can't stay healthy. And um, so maybe by default, Baker is the only one that can really, you know, turn around his career. But well, there are some aspects of his game that is still pretty good. When you, when you say turn around his career, where does Lamar Jackson go, right? They have the countdown Well, we got – uh, for three days there, about uh, about 10 days, 11 days. Yeah, roughly, about 10, 10, 11 days. Oh, what's it, September 11th? To get that contract oh, Right, yeah. If they, if they don't do it then, I mean, but I, from a Lamar Jackson perspective, and we've talked about square pegs and round holes, right? Again, I do not believe that Lamar Jackson is – a top-flight quarterback in the NFL. Well, they offered him a contract to be top-flight. He's a runner, that's for yeah. sure. He's had weapons, and he didn't utilize the weapons. He's, he's a half-field guy, right? Because if the half of that field is shut down, he's taking off running. But if he balks at anything that Baltimore does, he's going to find his career short because most, the vast majority of these coaches in this league have in their mind the type of offense they want to run. And they're like, oh, you can fit into this offense when you can't. And they're unwilling to adapt to your style of play and to kind of take your style and and enhance it into that offense. And and oftentimes you see the players getting hurt or having subpar years. Go ahead, CBD. You know, you, you, you touched that, right? So when you think about going into that draft, the Ravens had an idea who they take. Lamar Jackson falls. We're going to draft him, and we're going to devise a plan, right? The Greg Roman, right, the offensive corner. This is the plan we can do and leverage him, and we're going to go with more more runnings with him and the running backs and blah, blah, blah. And, and to your point, they curtail the offense and use his, his strengths, um, and he's had a very good career up, up until this point. He goes to another team, and they – like, I mean, you hit it the nail on the head. They force – to change something in his game, and that's not his game. Lamar's going to get paid. The team's going to lose out, mm-hmm. right? And you're not going to get the success that you think you're going to get. So mm-hmm. his his true value from a don't take I don't want the whole world blowing up when I say this. 
his Hall of Fame career is based in Baltimore because what? I'm not saying he's going to I'm not saying he's going to Hall of Fame, but you, you know where I'm going with it, right? I do. That team is built for him to reap the most success. And so when you talk about numbers and stats, he's going to get that there to build his resume for that for that talk. If he goes to another organization, unless they're built like a maybe like an uh, Arizona Cardinals that's got Kyler Murray that understand, hey, this guy can get up and run at any point in time. But you take a team like maybe it's rare though. I yeah, mean, it, it is very right. rare right? You, because you mentioned the name Greg Roman, right? What is Greg Roman's success? Greg Roman's success was Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. Greg Roman's success was Tyrod Taylor's best year in his career in Buffalo. Greg Roman's success was was Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, right? This guy, right? You want to talk about quarterback whispers? You want to talk about offensive gurus or geniuses? His genius is the mobile quarterback, right? He can devise the offense so that he can scheme them and get them in the right position, right? And then put that pressure on the defense. These other coaches, they don't do that, right? They, they expect you to do that five-step drop. They expect you to look for that 15 to 20 yard out, right? Scan both sides of the field, scan the seams, and then if nothing's there, then take off and run. Well, it's too late at that point, right? But you're, you're supposed to be superhuman. You're supposed to be fit. Put the guy in the position, right? If whether or not you're running read offenses, or whether or not um, you know you maybe even run a little option, you know things like that that can still open up the field. These guys don't do that, and and why they're getting paid, and, and they refuse to make changes is beyond me, right? So I I don't know, Stevie. But, it's like drafting know, a player that doesn't fit your scheme because he's the best player on the board, but yet you can't leverage him because he doesn't fit your scheme. Why best to draft a player on the board if you can't leverage his talents the proper way? It's that's right. So another big name, I guess that that came that was released um, was Alex Leatherwood, right? <laughs> Quick, quickly picked up though by the Chicago Bears. They claimed him off waivers. They need help in Chicago. So, you know, you throw a flyer on that when the other team's paying the salary, why not? But, you know, it, it, when you think of Mike Mayock and John Gruden's tenure at the Raiders in their draft, right, on, on you got Ruggs. Ar, 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 Arnold, not Arnold, but Ar, Arnell, um, uh, Jake, I think his name was. Uh, he, he was another first-round pick for the Raiders that same year with Ruggs. Um, he got hey, cut for – You're you talking about Seal and Farrell? The, no, the, okay. Uh, different player, or not, or not. Okay. I think his last name is. He was a first round pick with Rugs that same year. Okay. He's cut because he had off the field issues, right? Leatherwood was taken very high by the Raiders. He's gone. Um, Josh Jacobs. They already decided they're not going to pick up the fifth year option. Not that they couldn't re-sign him, but they already said, "Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to guarantee your salary your fifth year." And you think of all of this, you know, with the Raiders and. and and these high draft picks that are gone, I can't believe the Raiders are in a position to make a playoffs because when you think of teams that have first-round picks that are gone this quickly, that's hard. That's hard to compete when you're giving away that top-level talent uh, because that's the talent you're using to build your, your franchise with. Um, yeah. But it, that's awful. And, uh, you know, obviously Gruden's come out in the last few days saying, hey – no, I'm being done wrong, and I want to come back and coach. Dude, you're not coming back. First and foremost, one, there's only one Raiders team, and they're not taking you back, right, because they were they were stupid to give you a 10-year, $100 million contract to begin with. 
when when you took a Bucks team and you drove them in the toilet real quick a- after the Super Bowl. So given the keys to that franchise with the Raiders didn't make sense. And if you look at the draft history of Mike Mayock, what are you what what are you gonna sell a team? I can draft poorly. Give me the keys to the castle. Draft give me my GM of my choice so we can run your franchise into the ground. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and Gruden How do you put it? Why? Right. I think that's that. I'm trying to think of the right word, but the question, the the, the real answer is why? Right. Why? What what, what are you trying to achieve? What are, what are you trying to prove? Um, you know. You know. It's just. Yeah, Marcus. There's another one. Josh Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah didn't get to him, but yes, Josh was another one that was re- released. But why? You know. What 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 is the goal of you trying to come back? Right. Um, you, you've already been outed, right? And um, what you did was not good, right? And the league right now is in damage control, right? The league is in damage control from Deshaun Watson. The league is in damage control from Matt Arese. The league is in damage control from um, from Brian Flores. The league is in damage control from Calvin Ridley. The league is in damage control uh, from everybody else that's out there. Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. Control from Stephen Ross, right? Absolutely. Because so, it's more Stephen Ross than it is Brian Flores, right? Sure. Right. Sure. Right. So why why do they want to take on this headache? Why why do you think that you deserve a shot? Well, I don't – he can say it all he wants. The, the reality is the NFL is saying, you know, are you kidding me, John? You're trying to stay relevant, but you're, you're – you're, I think I think Marcus put it best. You're Mr. Irrelevant, right? I mean, I know he was referring to Josh Gordon, but you know that's what John Gruden is, Mister Irrelevant. And let, let's bring that back. Thanks, thanks, Marcus, because that that was going to be the last name that I had there because we just talked about Josh Gordon uh, on the previous podcast, right? Uh, or actually, it was two before. Um, interesting career that he had. I, it actually lasted a lot longer than I ever ever expected. Right? He he reminds you. Um, of some of the famed players who got fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, yeah. ninth chances, yeah. right? Well, when you think about it, LT got a few chances. Dexter Manley got a few chances in the NFL. If you go to baseball, the one that sticks out to me is Steve Howe, the late Steve Howe that pitched for the Dodgers, notably for the Dodgers back in the early 80s and finished his career with the Yankees in the, in the mid-90s. But he had seven suspensions for drugs. It's like – I mean that's crazy. They have seven suspensions that keep coming back for drugs, right? And uh, uh, and I look at Josh Gordon as the same thing. Like, what has he been four, four times? But it just yeah. goes to the NFL or any sport. If you have talent, and teams have talent. They don't care what you did. They're gonna well. In <laughs> I shouldn't say they don't care what you did, but if it's around drugs or alcohol, they'll keep giving you that chances um, to to right that wrong and and, and allow you to to come back and make some money and play some football or any sport. So, so, um, all right. So that, that's kind of like our, our little cut down around the league. Obviously there are some other guys and you're, you're going to see a lot of guys sign, especially after the first week, right? After week one, there's going to be a whole lot of signings, right? A little reorg, uh, not just because of what happened in week one, but because the NFL and, and players, their salaries aren't guaranteed. Uh, after the start of the first, after the start of the season, and that's what's so great about hard knocks, right? When you watch the hard knocks, 
and you get down to where people are getting cut, right? It's sad when you have to put on a camera on it, but you get the inner workings of, okay, we're going to cut you, but we hope to bring you back to the practice squad, or we're going to cut you, and we hope to re-sign you after week one, right? And all those game playing that that I call it like a shell game, because, I mean, that's it what is. you're doing. Don't leave far, right? Because you're not going anywhere. This is just, hey – and then they, they say, we're going to bring you back. And they do bring you back. And then you get cut less than six hours later because some guy got cut over there and they want to stop. I mean, it's, it's maddening. I cannot imagine being like player 49 through 53 on an NFL roster because I don't know at what spot you're really safe. Is it at 45? Is it 40? Is it 49? But, God, that's got to be your record, knowing that you're that far in the depth chart. It depends what you are, though, right? If, if you, you could be a long snapper. Or a holder, right? But you're the best holder. You may not be in the top 45, top 46, right? So they got you sitting there, but you've laid down roots. You've planted a flag like Baker Mayfield, and they're just going to cut around you. <laughs> right? 46, right, right, right. 48, you know, but you'll always be there. But, you know, it, it is it is interesting. I will say, though, Stevie D, hard, I've lost it with hard knocks. I just I've see I've watched the one one yeah one episode of the Detroit Lion one. I tell you, Dan Campbell, he's a wild man. He's wild. Like if you thought his press conference, his intro press conference, you gotta watch the hard knocks because he's an interesting cat. There's no no doubt about it. He's got a lot of passion and and I'll tell you one thing, I, I would not get into a fight with that man. He is still built at his age. I cannot believe how, how jacked he is, but uh, he's a little nuts. I you know, for me with hard knocks when you lost the star power from some of the better teams, right? When you lost the better teams going, you know, and then it just, it kind of just went by the wayside. Oh, we have a special appearance of somebody who would like oh, to discuss the happenings in the NFL. Let's go to Yay. our former who I think is afraid to, to, to hear his voice on the podcast or have his face on the podcast. But let's bring up Jay. And, yes, uh, you had the Jalen Rieger trade uh, that, that went down today. Interesting, I didn't read the whole article, but I guess Minnesota was bashing him uh, before the draft, and now Minnesota is actually throwing him out there uh, alongside Jefferson. Um yeah, yeah, and Thielen. So that's a stacked wide receiver room already. I don't know, uh, especially if you're a first-round pick, if you're going to get the, the amount of balls thrown your way. Plus, you got to deal with Kirk Cousins. Maybe not such a good place to go if you want to resurrect your career. But, uh, yeah, big, big, big shakeups. You know, I have to give it to the Eagles. I have to give it to the Eagles that I think their offseason – and I think the moves that they've made as of late have been solid and top-notch, right? Maybe not moves to put you over the top this year, but they're moves to bring you closer, right? Sometimes subtraction or addition yeah, by subtraction. Yeah. You look at what they did in the draft. You look at some of the free agent moves. And, and we the trades. The trades, and right? Trades. Yeah. To me, you lost out on your wide receiver and then, bam, Right, you pulled that trade for AJ Brown. Right, you lost who you wanted. I know they lost who they wanted, and and that GM didn't waste any time making that trade for AJ Brown. Yeah, so good for him. So you know, Jay, to your team, you know, kudos. Um, 
and big props for that. Um, and, and CBD, when we look at that team, they're they're in a division where just a slight uptick puts you over the top. Right? Well, think about it. I mean, the Cowboys have decided, you know what, we're just going to keep Dak. If he gets hurt, we'll use our punter. He'll play quarterback because they cut everybody. They cut all their quarterbacks, but that Danny White used to do it. <laughs> but Danny, Danny White, you, you want to talk about a guy? You want to talk about no luck, Danny White? He went from the Cowboys were winning, they get Danny White, and then they go into like the longest drought. Well, I shouldn't say the longest drought. The longest drought is right now for the Cowboys, right? With with, with Super Bowls, but Danny White, man, <laughs> he was getting beaten for years. Yeah, he was, but right? they didn't have anything around him. Yes, that's right, right. And it had an aging Tom Landry, right? So, uh, anyway. So, CBD, on to, on to the Jets, right? Um, you know, you, again, your team, we went through, you know, what the, what the outlook um, for the Jets. But yeah. now, now it's time to start digging in, right? That now is you know who's on the roster. Yeah. You, know, you know what the depth chart looks like. So, start digging in, right? Uh, you know, I, I – no, like I really like the Jets roster. I do. Look, it's a lot of young talent. That young talent's got to deliver, right? It, it's one thing to say you got high draft picks. It's another thing of getting out in the field when the games count, and, and, and for real. But on, on the paper side, I do like the youth. I like the talent level, but more the more so than I like than anything. We talked about this with Buffalo. What makes Buffalo really good is that they have depth. If a guy gets out, they have somebody that can plug that hole and that, that train keeps going, right, because they can plug the hole and, and get going. In the years past with the Jets, especially over the last three years, you don't have enough talent first, and then all of a sudden you lose two or three guys, and you got no <laughs> – there's nobody plugging those holes and that chimp sinks, right? And you're winning three games. You're winning, you know, two games. So what I'm liking with the Jets is that they have a lot more depth this year at corner – and on the defensive line, which really counts, right, staying fresh. And, and I, I do love that. I think our, our wide receiver room is a lot more talented than it has been in years for the Jets. Now, people may say, oh, please, it's, it's the Jets. But it doesn't compare to the top 10 wide receiver rooms in the NFL. That may be true. But when you were – the wide receiver room was in the bottom three, and you're you, – in my view, you're moving up more, maybe more towards the middle of the pack, right, uh, is a good thing. Right. And so um, I, I do like what we have at depth. I love our running back room. I really do. I, I think with Brees Hall, Michael Carter, uh, then you have veterans of, of Telvin Coleman and, and Ty Johnson, their speed in that, in that, in that, uh, that running back room. Um, I, I'm sorry to laugh every time. And it's not you. It, it, it's truly not you. So don't, don't, you know, take offense. To this. Every time I hear Tevin Coleman and he's been in the league forever, I always think of, 90s R&B sensation, Tevin Campbell. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. That is and funny. Every time I hear that name, I'm just – and then yeah. I realize it. Okay. Yeah. I'm but I, but I, I really like our running back room. I like our wide receiver room. Um, our offensive line, I'm still – you know, with Beckton getting hurt, and I know we had a sign at Dwayne Brown, and, and on paper, Dwayne Brown uh, with the Pro Bowl last year. He's probably like a third alternate that gets in through the, the Super Bowls and stuff like that. So he's not a – a true pro bowler. Um, but I, I am a little bit nervous with Beckton getting hurt um, and, and Fant moving over to right tackle. He's more comfortable at left tackle um, to make room for Dwayne Brown. So my offensive line, which I was really excited about a couple of weeks ago, 
now I'm not as excited. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but I do love our, our depth on the defensive line. And look, Jeff fans, we finally got a kicker, right? His his prime may have been a few years ago in Greg Zerline, but you know what? We don't have these kickers you never heard of. Like we've had kickers you never heard of. I mean, Wait, keep in mind, he was a free agent for a reason. Yeah, no doubt. But you got to understand that still is better than what we've had <laughs> since we let Nick Folk go because we were too cheap to pay Nick Folk, who's killing it. You know, I think he's with the Patriots, he's killing it up there. Right, but we were so cheap that we don't want to pay Nick Folk. We let him go. Well, we don't want to pay him three million dollars a year, so we're going to let him go. And we're picking up scrappy. Literally, we're picking up people that nobody's heard of. We're like, we'll sign him to the league minimum, and we just fine. No, dude, because he can't kick an extra point. Forget about a field goal past forty yards, because we can't do that. So finally, at least we got a kicker that has some uh, credibility in the NFL that has kicked to a, I think, an eighty-two percent field goal percentage. Because our last kickers were like sixty-two percent. So Stevie D. If you want to feel better about your kicking game, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going there. I, I'm talking oh, about okay. physical kickers. If you okay. if you want to feel better about your kicking game, just go and Google Gary Anderson. Which Gary Anderson? The one that kicked for the Steelers and into the Vikings. Okay. Go look up Gary Anderson. Okay. Gary Anderson was uh, a in his rookie year was a Bills kicker. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't we know decided, that. We decided no, you're no good for us. Who did you want to keep? I have no idea. Was that Scott Norwood? Gary Anderson's uh, that no, old, right? No, 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 no. Was no. that like the Steve Christie era? No, no. This is way before that. This okay. is way before that. And it just became kicker after kicker who could miss everything. And meanwhile, you're watching this guy set records and streaks and everything else. The only Good part blemish. about it. What's that? The only blemish in his career. The last Chris Carter. There was one. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it'll make you feel better, right? I, I'm trying to help you out because you seem a little fragile. Well, I'm, a I'm, little, I, I'm upset. I get upset because they're so cheap that we can't go get a field goal kicker. No, you, you've been sensitive all day. You thought I was attacking you right out the box. Are you okay over there? Do you need a hug? Right? Is that what's going? On? All right, you know, you know, bro. Is that is that what's happening over there? Well, you know, when when you're 22 and 59. No, that's not right. 22 and 58. That may be more right. No, no, 22 and 59 because they had to add the extra game last year. When you're 22 and 59 over your last three seasons, and, and yeah, you're a little salty, right? Because you, you you think. Uh, uh, you know, you're the laughing stock in the NFL there for, for some time. And so you're, you're a little bit salty. So uh, uh, I, I do like, I do like the Jets roster, uh, but now it's, it, they, they got to put it up. We got to see it. So I think they're going to have a good test for the defensive line, right? With Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in week one. And we're going to see how that rotation works. You know, Salah likes the eight defensive linemen and he's got eight defensive linemen that can get it done. So we're going to see how that works, and we'll see what the speed of our linebackers of of uh, Quincy Williams, and he's really quick. C.J. Mosley's going back home, and and Quan Alexander, right? They're free agent from from New Orleans. Um, our linebacker room is probably our weakest on the team. Although Mosley's a beast, Quincy Williams has got to play this way, 
right? I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Not this way, like a heat sinking missile, right? right? right. And Quan Alexander, I think, is a talented linebacker if he can stay healthy, right? That's why he went on sign because nobody's willing to take a flyer on a linebacker and put him in the starting rotation. He's only last five games. But the Jets are so bad at linebacker, he's like a starter because we're so we're so thin at linebacker. Uh, we really never really addressed the linebacking spot um, and such. So uh, I do I do like the Jets. So I, I, I like what we're doing. So next next week, as I said, will be the pregame show for the Bills v Rams. Uh, I'm still waiting on Roger Goodell to levy the suspension and fine against Aaron Donald. Uh, That's not going to happen. It won't because uh, McVay said we're going to handle it internally. No, but from what I understand, which is odd, that there's an odd rule that on those practices like that, that's outside of the control of the NFL, which I don't understand. You're wearing the NFL logo, um, the brand. How can the NFL not step in and levy a suspension? It's odd to me that the the Rams have to handle it in-house, which I don't know what's taking so long. It's well, what, with what, what is in-house handling of Aaron Donald? It's it's called it's called uh, consult. It's sitting down in front of a uh, in front of a personnel and talking about what happened. No, 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 it's not. It's going, it's going out to dinner. You're you're going to one of the finest chop houses there in Los Angeles. You're going to sit down. Aaron Donald's going to be there with his wife or girlfriend or whoever it is. McVay's going to be there with his wife and girlfriend. They're they're, they're going to talk and be like, "Hey, how was practice?" Well, hey, you just can't do that anymore. Okay. Uh, can you please pass the the asparagus and the cream spinach, right? All that's going on, you know, and and then they're done. Did you handle it? Yeah, we we had a good talking about this, right? Are, are you kidding me? That we're going to handle this internally? And I didn't know of the of the rule by the NFL or the fact that the NFL is not part of that. I, I guess now teams know, so you know it's going to be like the Thunderdome, uh, the battlefield of death out there. In these joint practices, helmets will be flying, you know, cleats will be flying, he punches and everything else. And you know that what do I get out of that? I get a free meal with the coach. I, that that's what it boils down to. But I'm not worried because you know what? We played the Rams four years ago. Uh, and we beat the Rams four years ago. So I'm not I'm not worried. There's an old saying. You want to beat the team at their best, and you don't want excuses when, when you beat somebody say, Well, they didn't have Aaron Donald. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want that. Line up mono mono well, and, and get it done. You know, speak for yourself. If I could go and, <laughs> and not have to go against Aaron Donald, I would be a happy man. You you can speak for yourself. You know, Weak. this this bravado, machismo, all, all it, call it whatever you want to call it. If they if I got to go against the JV team, oh well, I'll move on. And I will look myself in the mirror and say, Boy, I look good. One and oh <laughs> you know, you you can go up against you know Jim Brown and all the Hall of Fame greats. Look, hey, the Jets. Hey, the Jets hey, last year took out the one seed. It, hey. That was the one seed in in the playoffs, and they took and they beat the Super Bowl. The team that represented uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl, right? And so the Jets. So you know what? We want you. We don't care. We don't care where you at. Come on. Yeah. So again, you can say what you want to say. You know, at the end of the day. People aren't going to look at who play, who was in the starting lineup and who's not. They're going to look see Bills 1-0, Rams 0-1. Oh, 
That, that, is, that, is that your prediction? Is that going to be? Is that your no, official prediction? I'm, just saying, no, I, I'm saying it sounded like a prediction. It was not. I am not predicting this year. You're not going to Marcus, does that, that sound like a prediction? I, if you're I, out I'm there, Marcus. Give me an example of what I would rather see. So if that means that Aaron Donald is not there, good. If that means Jalen Ramsey is not there, good. If Cooper Cup is not there, good. These are all good things. Stanford can play, right? Because oh, we know oh, what you oh, are, oh, 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 and Marcus respond. Oh no no! This is this is uh, Jay still on? Sam Martin, your new punter. Who? Oh, that that that, that was Jay Jay taking shots, right? You want to LOL, Jay? Why don't you come on the show in LOL? Right? Let's see you man up. Let's see you be a beast of the mic. Let's see you get over here. And if you want to talk smack, then talk smack, right? I gave you some love, but if you really want me to go at you. How's the legend of Kiko doing over there? <laughs> and I will take Shady all day, even though he's no longer a Bill, but once a Bill, always a Bill. Yeah, tell me how the legend of Kiko's doing. Well, you, you didn't say that last week when you let somebody go and and, and, and you're like, ah, the heck with him. He's no longer a guy. I forget the player we were talking about. Levi but. Wallace. Yes, Levi Wallace, the corner, yes. That's because he had his shot. Well, that's just like Jason Peters. Right, we we molded Jason Peters from a tight end into an All Pro left tackle. As soon as he gets his chance to go, he was like a you don't want to pay him. Third, he was a third or fourth round pick. We built you. We made you who you were. But you don't want to pay him. And then you. So I don't need him. Hey, he's always hurt anyways. So is, Steven, isn't, he, isn't he with that team? Uh... Wasn't he with that one team? The one with the bad turf? The one with the bad turf. The the team that I think throws snowballs at Santa. Yeah, the booze, yeah. Santa, yeah. those batteries yeah. in there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, bunch yeah. of heathens and ruffians and, and all of that, right? You need to be civilized. This is 2022. Have civility at the games, right? Cheer on your team. Anyways. I have a feeling Jay responded. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go on a limit. He did. All he said was, ouch. I'm not giving him airtime until he comes on the show. You know, you had your shot. We asked you to come on and, you know. Come on, Jay. Come on. For old time's sake. Let's go. So, Stevie, when I I look at the Bills, um, it's going to be a very fun, exciting, but nervous type season. Because expectations are so great. They are so high, right? And you, we've talked about it. Injuries could be the thing that, that derails a season. Uh, you know, Trey White, he, he's still recovering. They had to put him on the pup list, right? I did not think that he was going to be ready for opening day. I heard all these stories, all these rumors that he was going to be ready. The initial return is like late October, November. So how it got moved up to the first week of the season, I don't know, but everybody was running with this. Um, But I I thought that we did ourselves good by through the draft, right? Making the team, obviously, your first-round pick in Kyrie Elam, but then you had your lower-round pick of Christian Benford, and and, he played lights out. I mean, he played like he was a two- or three-year starter in the league. Um, And so – they, you know, them coupled with Dane Jackson, they, they, we're okay there in the secondary, right? You're not going to have the big names, but these guys are playing like they deserve to be there. And so 
that that's a good thing. And you talk about depth, that's having that depth. And when Trey gets back, it's just only going to make it better. Where I really like the depth is that defensive line. We looked at some of the cuts. Again, none of the big names that you would expect, right? We went with the guys that we brought in. I was very happy that we kept Shaq Lawson. I was very happy that we kept Jordan Phillips, right? And they just accentuate and help that rotation from that front line, right? And, and again, some of the things that you mentioned from the Jets' perspective, having that depth, having that rotation, and Buffalo uses it to, to you know, the highest limit for the rotation. You look, you look at the number of snaps and the percentage of snaps, it, it's almost even across the board. You know, a couple guys obviously are going to be a little higher than others, uh, but that means that guys are staying fresh. That means you can't scheme against certain players' tendencies as much, right? And, and the guys are hungry as they're getting in. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing there, and that is going to certainly bode well for that secondary. So I'm excited about that. Linebacking core, uh, you know, a couple, one, one guy, Spectre, who made the team, kid out of Clemson, um, he, he is probably going to make it for special teams. Um, he, he's, he's an interesting guy, right? Because I watched him in that Carolina game, and it was one of those things, DVD, when you have all the pressure, right, and that you've put that pressure on yourself. You want to make the team. You know you were drafted, but your seventh-round draft pick, right, you're trying to do whatever you can do to make this team, and then you mess up, right? And then you come back the next play, and you make a bigger mistake because you're overcompensating for the fact that you made the first mistake. And that snowball just starts to just get some steam and some momentum. And that's what seemed to happen. Um, oh, look at that little shout-out. Hey, Mrs. D, and look at that. <laughs> but that's that's what seems to happen is that that snowball got big for him in that Carolina game, and it just seemed like he was either late, he was misreading plays, going into the wrong hole. Next thing you know, the running back makes one cut, and now he's in like this gaping hole because right. the inspector is on the other side of the field. Um, but I think once he is acclimated to the game, once he's confident – He's a player, right? He was a player at Clemson. He, he was always around the ball, always making tackles. So, you know, glad to see he made the team. Offensively, right, and, that, you know, I'm not going down through each position or, or anything like that. Uh, I was very surprised at the wide receiving core, right, what, what they did there. Just because I truly didn't think that Jamison Crowder had the type of camp in the type of play in the preseason, now he's a veteran, right? But the type of play in the preseason that warranted him staying on over Isaiah Hodgkins, right? And when I look at it, you think about it, you're like, well, Crowder's not going to be on special teams. <laughs> he's not your gunner, right? So yeah. he, he is taking a wide receiver only position, um, which, which is interesting. Um, and you know, it, we'll see what happens now just so happens that, you know, one of the guys got banged up. So that, you know, depending what happens in uh, next Thursday, um, maybe Crowder gets a little bit more run. Um, I do like, you know, our two outsides. I love Diggs. I like, I love Davis, right? Um, Davis is kind of from a media and fans perspective, fans outside of Buffalo, CBD. 
um, kind of like in his sophomore year, right? This is his third year in the league. But even though we in Buffalo knew what we had in Gabriel Davis, when you went outside, they still didn't really know the name. They didn't know what he was doing, right? And he, again, started to shine. But that first half of the season, he didn't get a lot of a lot of catches. What wasn't really there for a lot of the action. Second half of the season started to pick up, and that's where you know the fantasy players. That's where the media started to say, "Oh, this guy." And then, of course, what happened in that divisional game, where you know two hundred <laughs> touchdowns. Right now, now everybody knows his name. So now this is really from everybody else's perspective. This is a sophomore season. I expect big things here. In in his third in his third season with Buffalo, the question that I have, and you know, Kansas City had the same question. You can say the Rams had the same question. You know, all these teams that always have all of you know these great assets, running back, wide receiver, tight end, they have to, and I believe it will happen, but they have to, as a collective group, understand there's only one football. <laughs> all right, there's only one football. We get approximately 60 plays, right? And if things are going well, you know, we may get like maybe 50 plays, right? And so if that happens, you're not always going to see your targets, right? You're not always well, going to see think, your targets. Think, think about this. You still got to run the ball. So out of those 50 plays, actually we're going to be running plays. So now if you were just worrying about the wide receiver room, right? Yes. So it's just go down even more because of right, the so you go from 60 to 30, maybe <laughs> – 20, right, just depending there, you know, Diggs is a number one, right? He He's going to command eight to ten targets a game. Right? Especially at the dollar that you're paying him, you know he's going to get his targets because of the dollar. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now what happens on the other side, right? Does does uh, Gabe Davis really become like the, the uh, Jake Reed, if you will, to Chris Carter, right? Or the Elvin Harper to Michael Irvin? Or the James Lofton to Andre Reed. Let, let's just bring it home when you have two greats on the outside, right? The Frank Lewis to Jerry Butler, right? We'll go back there, right? Where, where does he fit? Peerless Price to uh, Eric Mould. We could go on. Just a stable of wide receivers. And now we have the Stefan Diggs and, and Gabriel Davis. And then you go behind these guys and you have studs, right? You have Khalil Shakir, who, you know, we talked Ooh. about a lot. Shakir, he was he was a fifth round pick, right? Sure. Who made the team? He does a lot. He's he's going to be, I guess, he's number one on the depth chart on punt, but we'll see what happens there. But he's great in the slot. You you have Isaiah McKenzie good in the slot. You you have Crowder. We talked about him, right? You have guys that are out there that can make plays in, in that wide receiver room. So you you know, valid point. How many touches are they going to get? The good thing is that what we talk about you know, who's going to get all these catches and all these touches on the other side of the field, who's going to cover these guys, right? You put your number one on digs, you know, great matchup. That That's fine. You put your number two over here. Well, who's going to be covering these slot receivers, right? And more often than not, the, the talent that declines as you start to go, go to, you know, those positions. So uh, very interesting. One thing I did want to bring up, Stevie D., is that as you were going through USC quarterbacks, you failed to mention the current Buffalo Bills third-string quarterback. The greatness is that is Mark, Matt Barkley. So you know, I thought he got cut. 
we brought him back. He's family. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. He's family. Levi, he's family, right? He <laughs> understands what it takes to win a ring, right? Well, Matt Barkley, let's face it, he's not going to get really get paid by somebody else. So his best bet is to come right back and, and take the pay cut, come right back, and chill out. He's been there for, what, five years? Matt Barkley, been, something like that? Uh, yeah, he's been there. Yeah, and he's, he's been, been a great winter to Josh, right? They have a great relationship. He was one of the ones that were, you're talking about in Hard Knocks, right, where come into the room, we sit down, we talk. Look, here's the plan. And both sides understand what the plan is, and they execute the plan. And he's not even looking, right? Even if the agent called him, he's not like, "I'm not, not going to be back up there. I'm going to be a backup why, here." Why? Why? And, and where Mark Matt Barkley's in his career, you're never going to be a starter in the league, so you might as well stay where you have your best chance to get that hardware. Cleveland's calling. <laughs> Although I did hear Matt Barkley say he would only go to Cleveland if they brought back Hugh Jackson. I don't that, want to start any rumor, but he, he did say that. Oh, that's the only way. That he could happen. For Hugh. He wants to play for Hugh Jackson. So, Stevie D, I, I do want to bring up something that really is bugging me. Uh, and it's time! Wait a minute. Okay, CBD, the NFL Top 100 comes out, okay? We haven't gone in depth into the Top 100. And, you know, obviously maybe maybe next year we'll, we'll kind of align so that we can go through the NFL's Top 100, maybe do our own Top 100, who knows, right? But I'm going to tell you the 2022 – NFL Top 100 is an absolute farce. It is a joke, right? Um, it, it's the way it's put together. And, and let's just start from the top. Tom Brady, number one, right? Say, say what you will. Brady is not the number one player. He may have had, you know, his hype back three, four, five years ago. But he is nowhere near being the number one player in the NFL in the top 100. Complete and absolute joke, right? And if you want legitimacy to your list, if you want people to take you serious, to put him there, you're only putting him there because of name, right? And they can say players voted on it. Uh, I don't don't believe it. I I believe this whole list is rigged, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Here's another name. Right, so if you look through the NFL top 100, after Brady it goes Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I, I'm I'm good with those two there. Probably Aaron Donald could go to number one, but you know that's for debate. But let's go down to the fourth player on the list. That would be one Mr. Cooper Cup. Can you explain to me how Cooper Cup? is number four overall in the league. He's not even the fourth best wide receiver. He's not even the fourth best best wide receiver. But yet you have him number four in the top 100. Another farce. Well, I, I don't believe Cooper Cup should be four. But I'll tell you, he had 1,940 yards, 47 yards receiving in the regular season. He had an additional 478 in the playoffs. Okay. He had 178 total receptions that year. 
That's an incredible year. I'm not, I'm not saying he's four. Please don't misunderstand. I'm just looking at the numbers, and it, it is a mind-boggling set of numbers. I, I'm, I'm not dogging Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying you are. I agree. I don't think he's fourth in the league. Ask me where he was last year. Take you're not in the top 100. Exactly. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you're going to ascend 90. Yeah, how, how do you go that far up? right? And we don't even know where he was outside the 100. Was he 105? Was he 125? We don't know where he sat in those rankings, right? So to, to come he, all the way up to number four. He's over Devontae Adams, which you put together back-to-back, you go over Devontae Adams, right? But right now, Devontae Adams is the king. You haven't knocked him off. You had a great year. We've seen players that have had great years and then fall off, yeah, right? And yeah. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I think I think the guy, the kid or whatever, I think he's a good player. I think he's a really good player, right? But he's he's not the best wide receiver in the league, right? Gabriel Davis is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, shots at Stephon Diggs. Wow, you heard me at first. <laughs> Stefan told me to say that. He, you know, he texted me over. He's like, yo, oh, he wants to get him paid. He wants to get him paid now. Yeah, he does. You know, toe taps, toe tap swag. Um, Jonathan Taylor comes in at number five. Again, where was Jonathan Taylor last year? Right? How does he get up there? Now, TJ Watt had and we talk about consistency, right? At a high level, TJ Watt deserves to be up there. Not JJ, right? JJ's falling off with all of his injuries. But TJ has been balling out. So is he in the top 10? Yeah, I could see that. Then Devontae Adams, he deserves to be there. Mahomes, who was number one and dropped to eight. Then here comes Jalen Ramsey. Now, I've already told you. Now, players may say what they want to say. I've seen Ramsey enough times, and he's a Seminole, so it's hard for me to talk bad about a Seminole. But I've seen Ramsey enough where he is getting beat in clutch times, right, of the game, he's getting beat. He's tripping, he, you know, a double move, and he's biting on the double move. He, he's not top ten in my book, right? He's the first corner on this list. So you mean he's the best corner in the game? I think there are others. I think he's up there, but I think there are others. Then you get Travis Kelsey. He, he's laid in at number ten from the tight end perspective. Okay, so there's some, there's some names that are missing, right? Um, we get to Miles Garrett, right? Miles Garrett comes in at 11. That, you know, Miles Garrett, I, you know, he, he's been okay. Then you have King Henry, which is interesting because he had a, a, an injury plagued season last year. But if you think about it, right? Again, we talk about Cooper Cup. You did it once, you got to do it again. Right. Derrick Henry has done it multiple seasons. Right, and has shown you that, but yet you drop him out of there. And then I'm just counting down. What number am I counting down from, Stevie D? I look like on the video is 13. Coming in at number 13. Just think about that. Number 13. Is Josh? Adams. It's pretty funny if that's what they did. I have to not funny for Buffalo, but it is a little funny. I think there's some there there when you start talking about it again. 
we went over the names that are one through 12, right? Some guys deserve to be in that, that top 12 and, and not denying it. But the fact that you don't have Josh Allen in the top 10, let alone in the top five, then I have an issue. This is a guy that is an MVP candidate, an MVP candidate, right? But he's not in your top five. Yeah. There's something you know, wrong there. You know, and, 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 in fairness, as an outsider and not a Buffalo Bill fan, right, you know, somebody can say, well, he's a homer. That's why he's talking about Josh Allen. But it's somebody who's not a homer, somebody who's in my division, somebody that I'm trying to beat twice a year. I don't know how he's – I put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers – I give Rodgers the nod because two-time defending MVP. You, you, you have to – you may not like him, but – I guess it all depends on what your your criteria is. It all. I guess it all depends on the criteria. Where I look at Josh Allen as still ascending – I look at Aaron Rodgers, he has already peaked, and he's not going to get better. So I look at it, I I would take Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah, of course, there's like a 10-year age difference or whatever it is. But I would still – I would take Josh Allen o- over over Aaron Rodgers. Again, I think Aaron Rodgers brings – he's accurate. He can throw a deep ball. He can roll with the football. Um, he's a big physical quarterback. Um, he's hard to get down. Um, he he – Again, not that Aaron Rodgers doesn't command an offense, but I look at at, at Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, I, I I'm not saying making the comparison to Jared Goff is what you know Chris Mad Dog Russo said a couple of weeks ago, but in crunch time for me, Aaron Rodgers, I I, I don't call him as you know clutch in, in in those moments when your he, team needs to win a game in the playoffs. He he right. has, he has been right. regular. You can't say well. Um, uh, well, he doesn't have the receivers. Well, he had it in the regular season, so in the playoffs, all of a sudden it all, all goes away, and people say, I, I don't subscribe to it. And and I, I know I sound like I'm dogging Aaron Rodgers. I'm not dogging Aaron Rodgers per se. I just think I would I would put Josh Allen to me so that high on the list at three or four. It's debatable. It's right. debatable, right? But this is the right the the right name to be in that conversation, right? Yeah. If you're talking the top five. Right. If I'm looking at this list and I'm talking the top five, it's going to be Mahomes. It's going to be Rodgers. It's going to be Allen. It's going to be Darnold. Maybe TJ Watt. Those are my top five. Did you say Darnold or Donald? Da- oh, I, 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 <laughs> I thought you said Darnold. I think I did I'm, say Darnold. Okay. I think I did. I think you were doing to bust my chops or something. There, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, you're insensitive <laughs> But, yeah, I did say that. But it's going to be Aaron Donald. Those are going to be your five, right? That's your top five. Brady, no, is not your top five. You can call him the GOAT and say whatever you will. I have my own personal opinions. But even outside of that, his year last year wasn't that great, right? Yeah, he's 45 and and asks Alex Guerrero how he's still playing. Ask him where he was for the last two weeks and, and then comes back and looks different, right? Start. Asking, I, I kind of alluded to where he was last week. Start, start overseas asking, start asking in the questions and, 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 and ask for the real answer, right? But so, but Brady's not there, right? Cooper Cup, again, yes, great, but you have to show me more. You don't just by just having a good season automatically put you there, right? And that's where that criteria comes in. What are we voting on? And I don't know if it's been very clear by anybody that's involved 
from the NFL that clearly defines what the criteria is. Right. Because really to be in the NFL 100, you, you should have an X amount of years underneath the belt. Like you were saying with Derrick Henry comparison of he's done it for multiple years. Devontae Adams done it for multiple years. That's great that Cup put a great year, but he could be in the in the 30s, he could be in the 40s. He doesn't have to be in the elite of elites of the top 10, let alone the top five. Absolutely. So it's just trying to understand what the criteria is and how you're grading it. It's it reminds it, it, this reminds me, CBD, of what we debate about all the time. We debate about the Hall of Fame, and we don't debate because we agree with it, right? It just raises our blood pressure, our, our blood boils, because it's the most idiotic system of voting. Thank you, Dion, for actually saying something about it. But it's the most idiotic system that we're supposed to all hail. You know, people, we're supposed to hail people who don't get into the Hall of Fame, but somehow year after year after year, people are crying and whining, and finally they get in. We're supposed to call them Hall of Famers? Look over your shoulder. Other side. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you were doing. (laughs) Not for that. But no, it it also says he should be in, right? He should have got in a long time ago. But there's other guys that don't get it, right? And why are they getting in? Why are these guys on this list in such high caliber, right? High leverage and saying that I'm a one through five or I'm a one through ten. You you're not, right? Jalen Ramsey is not in the top ten when I got other guys that have done other things. Micah Parson is not 16. He was a rookie last year. He was very good. Who had a good season. Yes, you did, right? We know players that had a good season. They call them flash in the pants, right? They said that they had a splash. And I'm not saying Micah Parsons is not going to do well, right, in in his sophomore and and years on, but that was just one year. You moved Micah Parsons up there to 16? Are you kidding me? Right? And the fact that you put Josh Allen at 13, just remember this, everybody. Josh Allen was put at 13. Why? Because with 13 seconds to go in the divisional playoff game, Buffalo and Sean McDermott decided to hand it over to the Kansas City Chiefs. 13 is the number. And that's why Josh Allen was there. And that invalidates the NFL's top 100. So I got for you, Stevie D. <laughs> that was good. It was good. You know, again, without knowing what the criteria is, I, I know you talked about maybe we'll do that that next year of doing the top 100. and But we'll define what our criteria is so people understand how we got there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when you're doing your Madden ratings, right? Because as you get older, you know, that it, you got to come down to reality of it of saying that that you're the greatest because you can't you can't go too much on your past accolades. So if you look at Tom Brady, you know but people you, may fall you, in love. Dude, you are so spot on with the Madden ratings, right? Because in Madden, you come out as a rookie. 80, 82 is the highest you're coming out as I, a yeah, rookie. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a great year. You're not a ninety nine. You may jump up to an eighty eight. 
you have another good year, 92, right? And if you show all out next, you know, the year after, you may start reaching that 99 level. I hate to say Madden's got it right. Right? Madden's got it right. And there's a whole lot of things wrong with Madden, but Madden's got it right. It, it, it's just not good. And, and it really makes you – it makes you wonder who created those lists, and it invalidates the list, in, in my opinion. It really does. And it does a disservice to those who are on the list in a legitimate spot. Aaron Donald at number two. You could have a debate two or one. But now everybody's looking at the list, or everybody should be looking at the list, saying, this is garbage. You throw it away. Throw it away. So, Stevie D, uh, we, we got a few more days to our fantasy football draft. We still have some spots open. If you're interested, hit us up at uh, on IG at, I think I'm in the way, OW Sports, OW underscore sports. You can hit us up at Facebook, OW Sports. Uh, Twitter, OW Sports 12. And um, just let us know if you want a spot reserved. Um, it, you know, as, as we get closer and closer to the draft, spots are starting to fill. So we'll see what happens. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I know we have our little side bet for $10,000, so I, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and, and so it, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, especially in my house. It'll be very interesting. Listen. Uh, I, I hope you got a spare bedroom so when the missus throws me out because i got to pay out ten grand. I I'm going to pay you in stock in OWSports.net stock. <laughs> that, that, I, I'm just going to give you shares. You're going to have all the shares you need. <laughs> Be like, Mrs. D, look at all these shares of stock I have. <laughs> is that Bitcoin? No, 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 no. Is that an Amazon? No, Please, no. people, give give us a like and a subscribe. I need the, I need the shares to work something. Come on. <laughs> man, man, yeah, <laughs> got to do something to raise that. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, again, we appreciate everybody. Oh, look, look who showed up. Torsey and hey Terry, how are you? Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a fun season, CBD. It really will. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah. I, we you know, both have optimism, yeah, right. Yeah. And, it's and different optimism, but it's optimism, right? Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I, th- I do have one more thing to say. I do have one more thing to say, CBD. It's These clowns in South Beach just need to stop, all right? The clowns, I'm talking about the fin fans, right? The, the, these little girly fish that are, that are swimming out down there in South Beach. They need to stop, right? Preach, come on. Well, and, and I know you're on, on with this. You know, I, I've asked you time and time again, if you're a Dolphins fan, come on the show, Right. Be part of OW Sports, right? Because obviously the only two that can hang with the good and the bad are me and Stevie D representing the Bills and the Jets. We asked the Patriot fan, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come on. Yeah, I'll come on. That, that would be fun. No, you don't come on, right? And now these clowns down in South Beach, and I say all of them, right? I don't really like you. I got in a couple incidents down there, had to weigh the risk versus reward. Won't go down there again, right? A bunch of, bunch of idiots down there. But still, you want to sit there and get smacked down year after year after year, and then you get Tariq Hill and you think you're something? You are nothing. 
right? You are a speck on my shoe. I'm the shoe of Bill's Mafia, the shoe of Jets Nation. I'm going to give Jets some props. You are nothing. And until you do something, quit hanging on to your 1972 undefeated Super Bowl victory, right? That undefeated season. Yet you're garbage. You've been garbage. You were garbage with Marino. You yes. were garbage with Jay Fiedler, right? You Jay are garbage. Right? You are garbage. You are nothing. And they're out there talking about, well, yeah, we can take the AFC East. And what game are you talking about, right? What are you playing Madden and adjusting the sliders so that you can all of a sudden have a better team? You are garbage, and I will keep saying you're garbage. You're they're playing check. Time. They're playing checkers when everybody else is playing chess. Get out of here, Miami. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I, I heard them a couple times. They were chirping, and, huh? They were chirping. And they are, right? And, and they're down there. Hey, I will say this to all 32 teams, right? This is the time of year where you have hope and optimism, right? Some teams not so much, some teams, you know, on the on the greater scale. But you have to stop lighting up that methamphetamine, right? It, it, it's not good for you, right? <laughs> Some people are lighting up these little these little rocks, right? And they start smoking these little rocks. Again, not good for you. Don't do that, right? Don't chew on mushrooms. Don't take hits of LSD. Again, not good for the brain. Because no matter what time of year it is, your optimism should be with a little bit of levity. You understand. And just like my co-host Stevie D, right? He knows his team is taking stair steps and he's excited with the optimism that they're going to take nice, significant steps, right? So that they will fully be competitive. When you call it what it is, when you suck and you continue to suck, just because you got one guy does not mean that you've taken that big step. You have a quarterback that can't throw past 15 yards, right? You got a coach that's never coached before. Yeah. Right, you have an owner who doesn't know what he's doing, so it's toxic inside the franchise. It's toxic all the way down. Let's just be happy with what you have and hope that you have a good season. Stop thinking that you're going to rule the AFC East. Not going to happen. Stop sitting there catering to the Patriots that they're going to do something in the AFC. Not going to happen. Right? If you want to cater to anybody. And because you hate the Bills, guess what? We hate you too. But just because you hate the Bills, cater to the Jets. Because they're actually going to do something, and they're going to do more than what you're going to do. I'm showing you some love, Stevie D. I'm so done with them. I'm so done with them. I, I am so done with them. All right. Uh, we were supposed to wrap up. You feel good? Before. You feel good? No. No, because I heard that, and it just – I was just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? But anyways, for my co-host, Stevie D, I'm Vince. And we'll talk to you soon.